Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Hey guys, welcome back. Today's going to be a chill, laid back solo episode, just me, you, your phone or computer. We're just going to have a nice little discussion. I've had some things on my mind that I just want to talk about and I didn't ask for questions from this one. It's not really going to be a Q&A. I might answer some questions at the end, but I just kind of wanted to get a few things off my chest, so to speak. So let's think. When this comes out, it will be Thursday. I hope you guys are liking this new two-a-week situation. I really hope I can keep up with this, but... It'll be Thursday, and this weekend, I will be driving up to the Bay Area. I'm going to drive up there before I head to Tahoe next week. I'm going to Tahoe because the guys from Mind Pump are hosting this event called Hashtag Podcast Hard. Typical Mind Pump. Basically, it's this huge podcasting extravaganza, and a bunch of really awesome podcasters are all coming together. We're all just going to podcast, obviously, and it's going to be so much fun. So I'm really excited to go up there, but I didn't want to drive straight from L.A. to to Tahoe. I wanted to stop in the Bay to make my drive a little bit easier. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'll be happy to get out of Los Angeles because, quite honestly, I am I'm not into it right now. I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here. I'm hoping to move in the next few months. Spoiler alert. Hoping to move. So, I don't know. It's just... uh, I love Los Angeles. I love West LA for a number of reasons, but I also kind of hate it for a number of reasons, and I feel like it's time to move on. Which, I actually was just chatting about this, about... 10 minutes ago through Voxer. If you guys don't use Voxer, this is what I use to communicate with everybody because I hate texting. I hate typing on my phone. I just really hate it. So I Voxer with anybody who I have to communicate with a lot or want to communicate with a lot. Like if I, if I have to write out something long, I would rather just verbalize it. Anyways, I was voxering with my friend Kaylee. You guys might know her, Kaylee Clark, Kaylee Christina Clark. She was at the retreat, and she is the founder of a really awesome skincare line called Clear Step. 
And Kaylee and her partner Danielle have been working on this skincare line for quite some time now. And I was lucky enough to be one of the first people she ever gave a bottle to. So I've been using this product for a while and I've loved watching this brand grow and I really, really believe in it. And I see all the hard work and love that Kaylee and Danielle put into this product and I want to tell you guys more about it and I'm really excited because Clearstem is a proud sponsor of Wellness Realness podcast. I'm super pumped. This is like my dream collab and I've been using this a lot. If you follow me on social media, I'm sure you've seen me use it. I basically... I just always put it on top of whatever skincare I'm using, but Clearstem is really a really unique product. It's an anti-acne stem cell serum, and it is not only anti-acne, it's also hormone regulating, anti-aging, and hydrating, and helps with scar reversal. It has collagen stem cells in it to help do that, and it has all natural ingredients. It's sort of like this combination between Eastern Chinese medicine techniques and Western stem cell technology to get really good results with your skincare. And I know this is something that was really near and dear to Kaylee's heart because if you guys know her story at all, she used to have really, really bad acne. And Kaylee is really passionate about this whole holistic lifestyle and natural product. She is an ingredients stickler like me. So she has like done so much extensive research into this her and Danielle know what they're doing and they have spent a long time crafting this product it is incredible and I love it because it really helps with breakouts and scars and it's a serum but it also is really hydrating and I like it because a lot of anti-acne products dry out your skin this actually hydrates it and I also don't know of really any other products that are specifically targeted to help reverse scarring, which I think a lot of us deal with if you've ever struggled with acne, and this product does that. So it helps to calm your skin in general, helps with inflammation if you have inflamed breakouts or just redness in general. It reduces that redness. It also has antibacterial properties. It stimulates your collagen production, brightens your skin, helps with discoloration, it helps block excess oil production and androgens, which is amazing. And I really recommend you go onto their website and they have a list of pore clogging ingredients that are found in a lot of skincare nowadays. And they go into this explanation of how, you know, just because a product is labeled natural and organic doesn't mean it's acne safe. So for instance, coconut oil will cause acne for many people. It clogs your pores. And a lot of people think that that's a good product for their skin when it might not always be best for you. And also just in general, just if, if a product is labeled natural and organic, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, which is why I stick to specific brands that I believe in and check their ingredients. Um, so I just recommend in general with all of your skincare products, you can go onto the pore clogging ingredients list on Clearstem on their website, which is clearstemskincare.com and take your skincare products and look and see if any of those ingredients are in there if you're struggling with acne. This is something that's really close to me because I actually kind of... Um, that this was kind of my main first health issue, so to speak. I struggled with acne in high school and it was my skin was always my biggest insecurity and my scarring too. And I spent years on antibiotics and trying every single product out there on the market. And now that I'm 
more interested in safe skincare and I I only use safe non-toxic ingredients in my skincare I want to make sure it's working too that is so important to me and I love that this product has been specifically designed for acne prone skin and scarring and you use it it doesn't dry you out it actually moisturizes your skin but also doesn't leave it oily at all like my skin feels so soft when I put this on and it's thin enough that it'll just sink right in I just I seriously love this product and I'm so proud of Kaylee for creating this and she has so much heart behind this so you should definitely check it out on their website clearstemskincare.com and if you use the discount code wellness that will get you $15 off and I'm pretty sure that's the biggest discount they've ever given anybody so definitely use that discount code w-e-l-l-n-e-s-s at clearstemskincare.com you can read more about the product and people's transformations with this I have quite a few friends who have completely gotten rid of their scarring when nothing else did with this product like I mean, it's pretty incredible, and I know that, you know, skin can be, like, when you don't feel confident in your skin, it can be hard to kind of, like, show up and feel like yourself. I totally get that. My acne and my scarring caused me such bad anxiety and depression, and I think it's something that people don't talk about enough, so I just love this product, and I really, really recommend you give it a shot if you struggle with acne, scarring, if you want to prevent aging. It's really an all-purpose product, but they really take care to make sure that every single ingredient is on point, and there is no ingredient in there that is acne causing, so they've done extensive research on this, and I really appreciate that. So, I mean, just another example of how non-toxic skincare is super powerful and amazing. And, you know, what we put on our skin is just as important as what we put in it. So if you're going to take the care to eat well and exercise, I mean, you got to show your skin the same love. So this is just kind of a key piece of the puzzle when it comes to acne. If you guys are interested in me doing, you know, answering more questions about acne or sharing more about my history with that, I'm totally happy to do that in an episode. Just let me know. Um, I think, I mean, I know it's something that a lot of people struggle with and I have a lot of experience with it. I spent a solid, like, seven years of my life being obsessed with learning about acne and skin and trying to get to the root of it and trying every single product ever and I still am that person I try every single product that I can get my hands on and I like to use it for a long time to see how things are going and I am loving this product so definitely check it out so now that I covered that okay Where do I want to go with this? Basically, I've been thinking about some things recently that I just want to talk about with you. And I'm actually really glad I'm going to do two episodes a week now because I think it'll be easier for me to kind of just like make podcast episodes on the fly when something's on my mind versus what tends to happen in the past is sometimes I'll want to talk about something and then I'm like, okay, well, my next solo episode won't be for four or five weeks and I got to hold it in and then I just kind of lose my momentum and with this it was something that came up a few weeks ago and I kind of lost my momentum but now not so much okay anyways first of all this is related back to actually acne and skincare so when I was in high school I was really insecure about my skin I was struggling with my acne I 
was really into makeup, and if you guys know me, you know I'm I'm into makeup in general, but like very strongly in high school. I started getting into makeup when I was like four or five, honestly. My aunt is a cosmetologist and she like taught me to do a smoky eye when I was four years old. It was epic. Anyways, but I was always into makeup, but in high school I really started getting into it because that was the first time I could actually wear it. And you know, there were dances and stuff, things to kind of go out for. I was going out to parties, so I had like an excuse to do a lot of makeup. But also in terms of my acne, I definitely used my makeup to try and distract, to try and cover things up. And and like with my eyes, I thought if I did a really cool smoky eye, that would distract other people and also distract myself from any blemishes on my skin, all of that stuff. And I got really, really into YouTube at that time. I became obsessed with watching YouTube beauty bloggers. And this is what I would do in all my free time. I would just sit there and watch makeup tutorials for hours and, you know, watch product reviews and favorites videos. And I just became obsessed and... A lot of these women on YouTube were people who I just felt like I really connected with. They would also talk about, you know, things going on in their lives and their emotional health. And I wanted to be one. I, I always wanted to start my own YouTube channel, do makeup tutorials. And that was kind of my dream. And while I was in high school, I would just watch from afar. And I spent a lot of, a lot of time doing this. And... It's kind of like whenever you follow people, you know, now I guess on Instagram or if you follow bloggers or people on YouTube, you kind of feel like you get to know them. You pick, There are a few people you know who you just are all about invested in. You're following their lives. You want to know what they're up to and you feel like you're friends. And that's how I felt, you know. And as I got older... I still would watch all these videos because I felt this allegiance. I felt like they were my friends. And even though I didn't care about really makeup tutorials anymore, I still would watch their videos. And I mean, I still watch YouTube beauty beauty videos now, but not as many. I don't watch any tutorials. I haven't watched any tutorials in a few years because halfway through college, I was like, okay, I'm literally wasting all my time with this. I'm not learning anything. I need to spend my, my time in a better way. But I will watch things like favorites videos or updates on their lives or whenever they talk about mental health or just random topics I see that I'm interested in because I still like to, you know, keep up with them because I feel like I've known these girls for like 10 years at this point. God, not 10 years. How old am I? Yeah, I guess 10 years. No. Okay, let's not talk about it. Anyways, a, a long time, a long time. Anyways, back to my point. I feel like, you know, I, I, it's like those friends who you've been friends with for a long time and you like text once every three months, you check in and like if you saw them on the street, you'd be like, oh yeah, we're friends, but you don't really actively keep up with them. That's how I feel about these people. I know this is really weird, but especially as I've been getting older and I have my own social media stuff, I just can't keep up with other people. I'm sorry. But I've been watching things from afar, and I think that watching the YouTube beauty industry has been extremely interesting because it parallels, in my eyes, very much what's kind of going on with the food and health and wellness blogging situation on Instagram. And I think I was kind of... 
I was noticing this from afar when I'm watching these YouTube girls. And, you know, I see all of these women who are making videos and YouTube turned into a huge moneymaker. People are making six figures a year easy, maybe seven off of these videos. Sponsored posts are getting really popular. You know, it was really booming. And I feel like that kind of started maybe... It was it was very big, like 2013. And then I noticed as time went on, a lot of vloggers, YouTube people would kind of either drop off the face of the earth or their content just got stale. There was just something weird going on. People were becoming really unhappy. It was clear people were posting videos about how their mental health was kind of going to shits. And it was just really interesting to kind of watch how that all happened. And these, these, these people, their channels just blow up. Anyways, what was really interesting was I saw this video posted. It was when I was on my social media detox, it was posted. And I, I watched this YouTube video when I got back here. So, I mean, I guess that's why I feel like this is kind of like late to the party, but I still want to comment on it. And somebody posted this video called, I think like my truth about the beauty industry or something. And it was from one of the first YouTubers in the makeup world that I really fell in love with, Marlena from Makeup Geek TV. And she has since created this company called Makeup Geek, this makeup company. And she was kind of posting this video talking about how she sees... Okay, basically, there's just a lot of, a lot of shit going on in this YouTuber world and she sees it from both sides because she's been an influencer as well as a brand and she was kind of talking about how there are influencers now who are asking for ridiculous amounts of money to post about a product to share a product like people asking for you know like sixty thousand dollars for a single video and she was kind of throwing out numbers and saying how you know she gets wanting to be paid for their work but also people are unreasonable about how much money especially coming from like a small brand when you're a startup it can be really hard because you don't have budget and she's talking about all of this and I'm just thinking in my head wow this is kind of exactly what happens in the food industry like the food blogging world the wellness blogging world on Instagram but on a much smaller scale and what was interesting is that this then this video then spurred a bunch of other people to start posting their own YouTube videos called like my truth about the beauty industry or something and people were talking about kind of everything including different rates that people were asking for sponsored posts the mean things that go on in the community like a lot of these women are really catty and mean to each other and steal things from each other and how people will be one way in their videos and another way in person or how people will stop talking to each other if somebody promotes a product for free or for x amount of money or people are competitive over how much money they're getting for a sponsored post and brands and how there's a lot of negativity and youtube is a really tricky place I don't know if you guys watch YouTube videos, but that is where the trolls are. Like, there are some bad trolls on Instagram and Facebook and random internet places as well, like random websites. But 
the worst trolls in my opinion are on youtube and i feel really really bad i mean if i was a youtuber i would never read comments because i just wouldn't be able to open myself up to that i mean i have a hard enough time just with messages i get with some comments i get with dms i get and emails i get and i don't even have i don't have like a super big instagram presence at all and so I can't even imagine having like a million subscribers on YouTube plus on the Instagram platform itself. And I used to like I used to do the YouTube account for Jordan when I worked for her, the Balanced Blonde. And I would see these comments. And I just thought, oh, my God, how can people be so horrible? So horrible. And Jordan would never read anything. She just stopped all the comments because she doesn't open herself up to that kind of stuff. Um, and I can definitely see why that would be. And that was really eye-opening for me. But I think it was just really interesting in watching all these girls' videos on YouTube. Meanwhile, a lot of them are saying how they're upset that basically somebody started talking about this and posting about it because they didn't want people to start sharing numbers with the public, basically. And then people started leaking emails and showing emails between companies and influencers and influencers with each other and brands with each other and also how brands are rude back and forth. And I mean, it was a shit show, honestly, quite honestly. And I could see how I'm just like, I feel like I'm watching the YouTube beauty world crumble in front of me, which is very strange to watch. But this whole time, I was just thinking, this is just like what's happening on Instagram with these with these bloggers and Instagrammers and how this whole this whole space this new realm of advertising where you're paying for a sponsored post and we have these influencers and we're no longer doing traditional ads in the sense of going to a magazine or a billboard or a TV commercial it's just very unregulated unnavigated space and is very confusing for everybody and I just kind of wanted to chat more about it, more about about the behind the scenes, because I just don't think that this should be something that's so hidden. It kind of pissed me off when I was watching videos of girls saying that they were upset that people were sharing, um, like, actual facts. Because this is the thing. Marlena, for instance, never said any names of anybody, but she was saying, she just said like that certain influencers would be asking for tens of thousands of dollars for a single post and she couldn't afford that and she could see maybe a few thousand, stuff like that. No one's name was specifically spoken about. And I just think that it's important for the consumers to kind of understand what it's like because it is really catty and kind of, I mean, I talk about this a lot with my friends who are food bloggers, how it's just like this big high school. Instagram is this big high school in the influencer world and (laughs) it's honestly comical because so many of these people who I see pulling this shit are like 35-year-old women and I just can't even... I can't even understand. Uh, oh, God. Okay, yeah. So, I have no problem being super transparent talking about any of this stuff and kind of sharing what I notice, what I see, and, like, my stance on all of us. And I've talked about this before on my on my episode called The Business of Blogging, I think it was called. Yeah, okay, that was episode 95. I just looked it up. 
And I was honestly shocked at the response they got from that because I didn't realize how many people were so interested in kind of learning more about the behind the scenes of how the business worked. But I also get it because I know a lot of people are also kind of trying to navigate this space. And there are so many people who go on Instagram and like want to be an Instagram influencer or even if you're just a coach, if you are a health coach or a fitness coach, a nutrition coach, an NTP, a nutritionist, even a doctor, an FMD, any type of business, if you're releasing a food product, do you feel this pressure to have an Instagram presence because it's such a huge platform right now? I definitely don't think anybody should putting be putting all of our eggs in the Instagram basket. I mean, that's a whole other topic, but it's definitely a big thing. And I'm also noticing the same sort of feelings around the platform, mirroring that of what I've watched happen in the YouTube world, where there were a few years where everybody in YouTube was so into it. It was a super cool thing. And like everybody was so passionate about it. And I'm watching bloggers come on and say, you know what? I'm quitting YouTube. Like this has become such a negative space. It's not the same as it used to be. It's catty. I don't like the way these, this whole brand thing is working and people are just dropping out or I can literally tell, I can just tell that their mental health is falling apart and they're not happy anymore, which is so sad. And people's content gets old and boring. I mean, this is half the reason why I don't watch videos anymore. I'm like, you've literally been posting the same thing for five years. And I mean, I love you, but I don't need to see it again, you know? And I think that I'm, I'm feeling that way and seeing that on Instagram as well, just as a much, at a much more accelerated rate and kind of on a smaller scheme scale in the food blogging world. Although, I mean, there's this whole other side of it, like in the fitness industry, people who have way bigger followings and I'm not really into that kind of side of things as what as much. I just know my, my bubble of the internet that I have the most experience with, which is like food blogging and wellness and health influencers. I know that like on the bodybuilding side and fitness side of Instagram, that is a whole other ballpark that I, I don't personally fully even know about all the shit that goes on there, but it's even bigger, bigger scale. But I do know kind of what my own personal experience has been. And I know like I've talked about this before and a lot of my friends are feeling the same way where we're just like, I'm over Instagram. Like I'm just over it. It's so silly. It's so annoying. I, I'm unenthused. It's the same shit every day that people are posting about. It's not adding any value to my life. And it's like a negative space because people say mean things and post mean comments. And it's just like going to high school. And it's like, why would I open myself up to that? I don't know. I'm just feeling very unenthused about it. But Anyways, I do think it's important to kind of touch on this whole money aspect and the sponsored posting again. So the issue is that so many people are promoting products that they don't actually like, that they don't use. People are just any brand that comes up to them and is like, hey, I'll pay you this much. They'll take it for money and post about it. And then that kind of messes it up for everybody else who who does who does only promote products that they really love and care about and then people will have a bad taste in their mouth I feel like with sponsored posts people are really on one extreme or the other so people either just hate sponsored posts because they know that some influencers just post about whatever or they don't like the fact that an influencer is making money off of a post which I mean listen to my business of blogging if you want me to rant about that because that's really unfair if you you like 
influencers put a lot of work into their content. A lot of them do. Some of them don't. But a lot of them do. And I think that they should be compensated for all that hard work. So it goes back to like, I mean, it's an ad space, you know, which you go to a magazine or, or TV and be like, can you advertise my product for free? No. Same with, you know, I don't, I used, I used to listen to the radio for years and I don't remember ever calling the radio station and being like, you can't have ads, no commercials. That's not fair. No, like they have to run the business, you know? So same here, like, I pride myself on the fact that I only talk about companies that I truly love and believe in. And even dealing with companies like people, brands know I'm really hard to work with because I'm such, I'm, I'm so like specific when it comes to ingredients. I have friends who will talk to me about companies and products and like, oh, they really want to work with you. I'm like, no, 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 won't do it. And I know people will say, you know, it's such a big deal when you find, when you talk about a company and I go, yeah, I pride myself on that because if I'm talking about it, you know, I really love it and I'm serious about it and I'm not going to like promote something that I don't use myself and love and that's just the way it is and I try and keep my Instagram basically as sponsor ad free as possible. I've done a few sponsored posts here and there, but I, I have no interest in making an income off my Instagram account. Um, so that's just my personal opinion and there that's just because when I I don't know if I turn it into sponsored posts then it becomes a job for me and I just that's on my type of content I'm if you follow me I'm sure you know I'm very unfiltered on there but there are plenty of people who do sponsored posts and do it in a great way and they only work with companies they love but it's messed up by people who don't take that same care to be very discerning when it comes to products and they'll just promote whatever will make them a lot of money. So yeah, I find that people are either just have a really bad taste in their mouth about sponsored posts, which is unfortunate. And I get, I get why, but either that or they're just completely oblivious to this whole situation and they don't know that half the products that so-and-so is posting she's never used before she doesn't care about she's lying about and it's really sad when people because people trust the influencers that they love and they go out and buy products because they heard their favorite blogger talking about it and little do they know that this blogger is only posting about it because she made x amount of money and this this company had budget and she's never even used it before or she doesn't like it so it's a really, it's really hard. I think that everybody needs to be aware. And like the best way to go about that is as a consumer, you should be responsible and think about, okay, how many products does this person promote? Are, are they just promoting things left and right? Have I, does this make sense? Maybe I should look up the ingredients myself. Do I think that that person would actually use it? Like don't buy something just because so-and-so uses it. Buy it because maybe they mentioned it. And then that makes you want to look into it more. And then you're deciding you want to use it. I just think that, you know, there's some personal responsibility. If someone is promoting a product that you've never seen them talk about before or no, no, no. Maybe they're just sharing it for the first time. Maybe it just doesn't make sense to you. If it doesn't make sense to you, if you don't think it is actually something they would use, then they're probably not using it. So you have to be responsible in that in that sense. You can't just trust everybody unfortunately and people who are posting out products need to be responsible too and don't post out products that you don't actually use or like or recommend like it's not that hard but unfortunately money makes people make stupid decisions 
And it can be really hard because a lot of people who are taking sponsored posts are working really hard, making zero money, and they're just like desperate. And it's kind of like, I need to pay the bills. So I need to, they feel like they need to sort of sell out sometimes just to make some more money. It's a really tough place. And that's why I just wish there was some better way to make this industry work where people didn't feel like they had to sell out like some more, I don't know. I don't know. I think somebody should come in and sort of regulate things. And it's interesting because it's like a lot of the YouTubers would all have agents and people who are like publicists and people who set them up with brands. It was more regulated and not to mention the fact that everybody's pricing is all over the map. So going back to like, okay, some YouTuber wants a brand to pay $60,000 for a YouTube video that is a lot of money. Like, I don't know. And all I can do is speak to kind of like, that's ridiculous. But on the other hand, I don't think that brands should expect any influencer to do anything for free. That isn't fair to me either. And there's nothing, there's honestly nothing that is more insulting to me than a company who asks me to do something for free and just expects it. And they'll say, oh, well, you can do, and this is like, this is literally what people have asked me before. Can you do four podcast ads and a blog post and an Instagram in exchange for a box of these cookies? I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you even know who I am? And I have never even eaten these cookies. Absolutely not. Like, and they basically are essentially asking me for something for free. Like, if you want all that work being done, you got to pay me some money because the box of cookies isn't going to pay the bills. Like the box of cookies, yeah, you better send it to me if you want me to take a photo of it. And that's what they don't understand. There's no relationship building. But at the same time, like, I don't care. I mean, this is the issue is like, I know some people's prices and some people have outlandish prices. Like they think that they are, are a Kardashian and can charge a million dollars. Not really, but okay. I mean, I think this is where it's interesting because some people are charging like a thousand dollars, like 500 to a thousand dollars. And then we have a few of these huge bloggers who are charging like $10,000 for a post. And then they're posting, they don't even tag the brand. They pull some BS. They don't do hashtag ad and it's illegal. Therefore, I mean, all this stuff, it's just really a mess. And then there's all this stuff where people are so catty in this world because, you know, maybe they want to work with a brand and they heard that Sally worked with the brand. So they asked the brand and the brand says, oh no, I don't pay anybody. And then the person says, well, really? Cause I know you pay Sally X, Y, and Z. And they just try and, they just try and lie to your face. Like, you think we don't talk to each other? You think we don't know what's going on? It's, it's really a weird world we live in. And I just think it's so ridiculous. And like, just seeing all this from afar, this is why I don't ever, I just, it's not a good way to make an income off sponsored posts. I'm just going to be honest. I think that like, it's, it's fine in the short term, but like, 
Anyone who's doing that should have a long-term plan, in my opinion, that does not rely on sponsored posts because guess what? Also, Instagram is not going to be around for that long. And I think also just consumers now are getting bored with the same content over and over again. And if you're just posting about companies that you don't even use, people are going to catch on if your audience is smart, which I know my audience is. So I'm not even going to... I would never even try and pull that shit. I don't have the energy to do that. Like... I don't even like taking pictures. So, you know, if I take a photo of something, I really, really freaking like it, (laughs) honestly. So, I don't know. I guess my whole point with this was just kind of... I think it's interesting that the veil is coming down in the beauty blogging world and that people are so upset that rates are being shared and kind of the behind the scenes are being shared when I'm like, this shouldn't all be a secret. Like, people need to understand what's going on and there's got to be a little understanding on both sides like at the same time this is the thing about companies I'm like if a company acts entitled I don't want to I don't even care if the product's good I don't want to promote them if they are not nice people yet if a company is so nice and like I love the product I'm obviously going to talk about it you don't have to pay me like if I already use it but like If they assume that I'll do that, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It's all about relations. And I think that people have just gotten really catty. And also if a brand tries and do it, like tries to talk to me via DM, I just, goodbye. We can't, we can't do that. That's so unprofessional. Instagram has made people so unprofessional. And I don't know, it's so interesting. And I'm like wondering if this is going to happen with the food blogging world too, where it's all going to crash and burn. Everyone's just going to be like, I am over this and it's going to die the same way. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that the YouTube industry, the YouTube is dying. I don't think it'll ever die, but things are crumbling. I think that stuff's going down. And I think it's also interesting because a lot of these YouTube beauty bloggers have now, you know, they built a following, they're doing sponsored posts, and then they decided to start their own makeup line. A lot of them are doing that or like a clothing line or something like that. And now that they're on the other side of things, trying to promote a product and run a company, they're seeing it from the other side and they're like, oh my God, like this is a nightmare dealing with all these influencers who now have such a huge head. And it's the same thing with, with influencers on Instagram and the food blogging world. Like there's a group of them who have gotten a big head and it's unfortunate, which leads me into my next thing that I need to discuss, which is about how okay well first of all if you're a company my best advice to you is not to pay attention to how many followers someone has but like the quality of their content and the quality of their audience because someone can have a ton of followers and get like no no one buys anything they promote slash someone can have very quote few followers and they have a huge return on investment like their audience will will buy it, you know, so you really can't tell just by followers, and so many people have gotten their followers in in an interesting way, and so I want to tell you a quick story, so my, one of my really good friends um, decided that she wanted to hire a business coach, because she's trying to, you know, put her content, get her content out there more, offer, she's um, a health coach, let's say, so she, you know, wanted to hire a business coach to figure out how to leverage her audience better to get more clients and promote her, her programs. And in general, I'm a huge believer in coaches. 
like in all aspects of life. I think that everybody needs different types of coaches, so to speak. I, this is why, you know, and a coach, this could be, you know, I'm a huge believer in health coaches and NTPs and nutritionists and trainers, fitness coaches. Even a, a doctor is like a coach in a, a some manner, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, therapist, you know, just like life coaches. I'm a, I think that everybody should have a life coach, honestly you know, any type of mentor, like, I just think that having a coach, someone to help guide you to share their knowledge, what they've learned to help bounce ideas off of is really, really helpful in basically all walks of life. That's my personal opinion. And business can be, it can be really helpful too, because a lot of us are navigating waters that maybe you don't fully understand. It can be overwhelming. Anyway, so she wanted to hire a business coach and she decided to sign up for this girl who has a huge following on Instagram and comes across as though she really knows what she's doing and has a ton of clients. And I mean, you know, you see someone's following, you're like, okay, this person obviously knows what they're, what they're doing. They have so many followers, so many likes, like I, I want to get, I want to get some of their info and she has all these clients, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, my friend signed up, paid, I, it was like three or four thousand dollars per month for this woman and this is this is an investment in your business like honestly just in general you have to invest in your business to get it out I don't know that I would pay four thousand dollars a month for this person but okay basically what happened was this chick ghosted her like she she put in all this money and this girl like I think talked to her maybe like once or twice and never again, wouldn't respond to her texts, her emails, was totally unresponsive. And like, that is a lot of money to shell out to get nothing in return. And this just kind of is, I'm giving this example because this happens to a lot of people who hire these coaches and they suck. They're horrible. They don't do anything. And they just take in your money. And now my friend is in this fight with her credit card company, trying to get her money back and fight with this woman who you know, doesn't want to give her money back. And my friend is saying, you did not deliver. You didn't give me any help. Like I'm not paying $4,000 for this. It's bullshit. And it's just a nightmare. And sadly, this happens to a lot of people. But the sad fact is that people, it's, it's also hard to call. Okay. Well, if this happened to me, let me tell you, I would be shouting on the rooftops, this chick's name, but it didn't happen to me. I don't want to you know, it's not my place, but people feel bad because they don't want to call people out. And they also are nervous to call people out, especially if someone has a big following and a big name. And I ran into this issue as well when I was seeing a bunch of nutritionists and also being a nutritionist coming to the field. Um, you know, I used to pay when I was going through health issues and I needed to see a nutritionist. I paid 400 bucks a pop for every nutritionist I saw and these were the best of the best and had huge social media followings, everybody, celebrity clients, everybody saying that they're incredible and they no information, the worst nutritionist I've ever been to. And then I start talking to friends and they've all had the same exact experience with these, with these people. There's one in particular that really pisses me off, but like she, for example, I'm thinking of this one woman who literally gives everybody just the same cookie cutter plan and no real advice, doesn't respond to any messages after the fact, is so unresponsive, no individualization, like really poor job, not, not worth $400 at all. And then I see the type of services that other people provide 
And I'm like, this is BS. This is bullshit. And and we see these people and everybody asks, well, how come they have such a big following? How come everybody says that there's such a good coach or nutritionist or whatever? It's just this built up idea we have based on Instagram and how things look. And we think that we see things one way and we, we think it's so, or we don't want to be the one to say, so-and-so actually is not someone that you should pay for because this person has so much social clout and we're afraid to kind of stand up against that and be the outlier. We feel like we will be the one outlier, the one voice saying, no, no, no. And the, the thing is though, if this happens to you, it's really important to share your experience, honestly, is my opinion. And I know that people might feel differently because people feel bad about throwing people under the bus. No, if someone is not a good, like, healthcare provider or coach or they're not delivering and not, like, blatantly, you're not getting your money's worth, you should warn other people. There are people who go on Yelp and write horrible Yelp reviews, right? And that's just kind of like, that sucks, but also it's really helpful when, for example, there are so many restaurants in LA that people pay so much money for, and then I go and I'm like, this restaurant was a piece of shit. I can't believe I just paid $30 for dinner and it was horrible. Why did no one warn me? No one warned me because it looks pretty, it has good aesthetics, and so people on Yelp are saying, oh, it's the best restaurant in LA, everybody needs to go here, and because they see everyone else saying it's great food, they want to say the same thing too because they don't want to kind of be on the outs. Guys, bystander effect sucks. This is why, okay, you cannot just be one in the crowd. You cannot just go along with what everybody else is saying or doing. You need to say and share your own personal experience and say your opinion. And you don't have to say it disrespectfully, but just like share your experience. Like, you know, I went here and I really didn't have a good experience. The food was bad. The food was cold. You know, I... I paid money for this coach, and to be quite honest, I didn't get my money's worth. She didn't respond. She didn't do X, Y, or Z. You cannot feel bad about that. You cannot be, you're not, if you're not making it up, you have nothing to be, feel bad about, you know? Meanwhile, I mean, oh, I get so frustrated because I also know, I know so many incredible practitioners and coaches who do not get the praise they deserve, who put so much in their clients, and they don't get anyone like singing their praises. Meanwhile, I watch people who have huge media followings and are basically horrible at what they do, but it's just because they have like a good publicist and take pretty photos that people think they have their shit together. And I just want to share that because I want you to be careful about things you buy and people you trust, I guess, and just... I mean, okay, going back to my friend who had the business coach, so she later found out, she was talking to a friend, and she goes, you know, I'm really upset, I signed up for so-and-so, who's who's supposed to be the best, one of the best business coaches out there, and I mean, I'm confused about why she did not respond to anything, I paid all this money, and I got nothing back, and her friend goes, well, you know how she got her following, right, and my friend goes, no, and she goes, she was, she basically got her following because she was promoting Gymshark, and she was like a Gymshark model. Like, are you kidding me? There are so many business coaches out there right now who got their following based on, like, being a model or something, and then all of a sudden they have this huge following, and they're like, oh, I'm a business coach now. I'll show you how to get a following. 
why the hell do you think that you that you can help anyone who is not a Gymshark model get a following slash like all these people who gained hundreds of thousands of followers back when Instagram was like 12 people big. I'm totally I'm totally exaggerating here. But the, the truth of the matter is like the space has changed. It is unrealistic for you to be like, I'm going to start an Instagram page today and tomorrow I'm going to have 300,000 followers. It's very unrealistic if you want to do that authentically, if you want to do cheap things. There are plenty of people who buy followers who, or if you want to spend all day on there, there are so many different tricks you can use. It's just, it's a game. It's a bullshit game in my opinion. And if you have the time to play that game, like, I don't know what to tell you. I think you need to do something else better with your life, but that's my opinion. Um, anyways, all these people who grew their followings back when it was like way easier to grow a following and now they're trying to give out advice and not even just give advice like you can give it I don't care if you give advice but charging people for their business help when they have no idea what they're doing okay that's one issue but let's just say let's just let that slide you're someone's paying you and you're not responding to them like you're not even talking to them that is that is horrible. How would you feel if you paid like $300 to go see a really great doctor and then you show up and they don't show up for their appointment? Like that's, that's BS. I'm pretty sure you would probably go on the internet and write them a bad review, but like people don't want to do that about social media people or business coaches or whatever. It's honestly, it really upsets me. Honestly. Okay. Now that that rant, that rant is over, the last thing... <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm really like... Okay, this is a weird episode. <laughs> okay. My last, my last thing I wanted to touch on... I thought about maybe answering questions at the end of this, but we'll see. The last thing I wanted to touch on, maybe this will be short, was just something I've been talking to... I've been talking to a lot of my friends about recently, um, and it comes up almost every time I'm podcasting, but there's this pattern I've noticed. I've been podcasting for over two years, and I've, through podcasting and also just like Instagram and living in Los Angeles and my previous job and having really great connections that I've been lucky enough to make. I've gotten the opportunity to meet some really incredible people, people who I never thought I would ever have the chance to get to know, to talk to, to interview. I've interviewed so many people who I've looked up to for a long time, which has really been an honor. And even just being out here, I get to meet people who I really admire and respect And you start to notice a pattern because there are many people who I've, you know, I've read what they put on their website. So I've seen them on media. I've seen them on YouTube. I've seen them on camera. I've seen them on TV. I've listened to their podcast. You know, I've read their book. I've seen them on Instagram and I, I feel like I know a lot about them. I know what they do and they're really great and they have it together and they have these killer businesses and, you know, I want to learn from them. I want to learn how they became successful and I want to like understand, you know, how they, how they do it all and kind of what all went into that and more about them because I, you know, the best way to learn is from people who've done it. And what I have discovered, (laughs) which has been really great is that 
95% of people don't know what the hell they're doing. Like, truly. They really don't know what the hell they're doing. And it's so interesting how many people I talk to who, when we're kind of on air, so to speak, or in front of things, project this image of, like, having it all together. They do X, Y, and Z, and then we stop and we're off air. And they're just, like, spilling their guts to me. And they don't have their shit together at all. And then I think... In my head, I'm like, okay, I'm actually secretly loving this because I feel better about myself right now because I definitely do not have my shit together at all. <laughs> um, no one knows what they're doing. And I, it, it was really weird to me at first when these people who I'm like nervous to talk to, I'm like, oh my God, they're like, they have this huge business. They are talking to me and asking me for business advice. So I'm like, literally, why the hell are you asking me for business advice? Like, I'm so confused right now. Or asking me about social media advice. Or asking me about X, Y, or Z. And I'm like, why are you asking me? Or, you know, like, they'll talk about their business and how great things are going and how they're doing this project and that. And then and then separately, they just start breaking down and telling me how they feel like they don't know what they're doing and, like, no one's buying this product and they don't really know what to do. And it's really hard getting things out there and they're struggling and they're sick and they're... Blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying this like, I'm not calling anyone out and I really don't think it's a, it's a bad thing necessarily. I'm honestly saying it because I want you as a listener to understand that all these people you see on social media and all these people you listen to their podcasts or you read their blogs or the websites or you read their books and you might think you have a really good idea of what their life is like and what their business is like, what's going on in their heads, how they're handling everything. You don't know. You, you honestly just, you can't know because that's just, there's just no way unless you're living with that person and you're besties with that person, you're just not going to know. And I sure as hell don't have all my stuff together at all. Like I am a crazy person half the time. I've just flown by who knows what's going on, but I will always try and be as transparent about that as possible. And the other thing is like, I think people also feel entitled to knowing everything about people's lives when that's not fair to ask of anybody. Like, if you don't have some level of privacy when you're sharing things with the world, then, I mean, your mental health, you're going to crash and burn because people kind of take, take, take. And just in terms of evolution, like, you know, I've talked about this so many times, we were not designed to deal with so many people's opinions and just like quote know so many people and interact with so many people on a daily basis it's just a lot for the nervous system and our brains to handle and when you you know when you put your whole life out there I know a lot of people will say that they start to feel like they no longer are living their lives for themselves they're living their lives for everybody else and that's a really dangerous line to walk in my opinion but kind of going back to business specifically um no one knows what they're doing. So if you're really, if you're feeling really down on yourself and hard on yourself, um, you know, maybe you launch something that you feel like failed or you, you are launching something that you feel like is failing. You're, you're some type of coach and you can't get any clients or you're a doctor and you can't get any patients or whatever. I am not like exaggerating at all when I tell you no one has their shit together. And it's very rare to find someone who is like, yes, I've got this, everything's a smooth running machine, 
like, I'm not stressed out. I'm loving everything. I have a killer business. Like, everybody is has their own insecurities. There are definitely people who, who have it. They have it. But that is rare. And you would be shocked by some of the people who really don't, like, just feel like everything's falling apart and are having a mental breakdown behind the scenes. And there are people who... I mean, even just in terms of money, I'm just going to go here real quick. Like, there are so many people who I assumed were just, like, so rich. I'm like, oh, my God, they have that book. They have that program. They have that website. It looks amazing. And then I get to know them, and they are, like, struggling to make ends meet. They're not making any money. It's just all a projection, and it goes back to, like, this whole social media situation, and we we see images and videos and we build up these stories in our heads about other people's lives. It's really not healthy and it's just kind of, it's natural and that's why you need to be so conscious of what you're consuming and who you're paying attention to and like if you're comparing yourself to anybody, don't. And also just like take a breath, cut yourself some slack Give yourself a break. Remind yourself, like, it's okay to feel like you do not have your shit together and, like, you're falling apart. Like, you just probably won't. You probably won't ever. And my opinion is part of success is learning to become comfortable with the fact that you don't have your shit together. Like, becoming comfortable with that feeling. Like, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just trying this out. Everything is a test run and I'm just going to see how it goes and I will if I fail I will learn from my mistakes and I will keep going you're not going to fail unless you literally stop trying truly and also being patient I think that people will launch into business for instance and you know maybe it's been a few months maybe it's been six months maybe it's been a year maybe it's been two years and they aren't seeing what they expected they expected all this money all these clients all this all this insta fame whatever you think all these people buying your product and it's not there yet and then they're down on themselves and thinking how come so-and-so can do it and i can't so-and-so probably didn't do it that fast it takes a long time to build a business to build people's trust and you just need to say i'm going to keep going like if you believe in what you're doing keep going and when you are starting something it's really common to have to work your ass off really not get much in return and then it's not until far later that you kind of get what you deserve and just also getting used to that that feeling of discomfort like I don't know if this is gonna work I don't know if I'm doing this right and also learning to just stop comparing yourself to people so if you are comparing yourself to anybody in business in life in general try to ignore them honestly like try to ignore them I mean, especially with all this mental health stuff and how we're so in our heads, think about Grok or Thelma in the caveman days. They only saw, you know, maybe their, maybe 20, 30 people in the pack. They didn't, they didn't see this random person on the internet whose photos are photoshopped or who's projecting that they live some fancy life when they actually make like $30 a month of affiliate codes. Um... <laughs> That's actually a lot to make in a month of, off of an affiliate code. Let me tell you that. Um, you know, they didn't have to deal with all that. And they were so much happier. And here we are. And we have so much information. I think the internet's dangerous. I think we should just all read books and only talk to people that we are at walking distance from. And only use landlines. 
Am I, am I being extreme? I don't know. That's where I'm at with that. So I just, I just kind of wanted to reassure people of that me and like share that experience. Especially because that's something that I love to share with people when they ask me, what was it like meeting, meeting Sally or John or whoever? I'm just making names up. Like if they've heard me talk, they know that I'm friends with somebody or they've heard me chat with somebody on the podcast and they want to know what it was like meeting them. And they have this, you know, this rose, these rose colored glasses on and this vision of what that person is like. And I'm like, well, you know, actually that person like has severe emotional issues, um, isn't making any money, is not successful, is just projecting this. They actually have no clients. They, I don't know, you know, and I'm not saying that to like get down on someone. I'm just saying that to be real about stuff. Um, everybody's hustling is the truth. Everybody's hustling. No one has their shit together. So if you don't either, you're fine. You're chilling. It's all right. Let's just all not have our shit together collectively and embrace that fact and we'll be good. Everybody's insecure about what's going on with their business and their lives and their health and all of that. And everybody also is a little bit secretive. And that word has a negative connotation and sometimes it is negative. I really don't like when people are straight up lying and like going out of their way to project something that's false. But sometimes it's just a matter of like they haven't shared something personal in their lives um, because they're trying to keep it private and they don't need everybody's opinions and they're totally entitled to that or like if you're going through a really hard time and emotionally can't handle it yourself I mean that's like usually not the time when you want to tell the whole world because you don't need everybody else yapping away at you Um, that's a different type of secretive I suppose you know or like when Sometimes people are just like trying to make really good content and they're not pretending like they're a billionaire, but other people think that in their heads that they are just because they see the quality. Um, And it's not that way at all. So my point is you never know what's going on in real life. I don't care how many followers someone has. You, you know nothing about their life, their happiness, how much money they make. Um, you just can't know until you know them personally. And by personally, I mean like actually knowing them. Not like I met you at a meetup. Unless you're someone like me who I just will spill my guts to anybody on the streets. It's fine. So, <laughs> um, okay. This was my rant. I'm not going to answer any questions because this was already an hour. I hope this was interesting to you. I feel a lot better personally because I just got things off my chest. So I know that at least some of you like when I just ramble about things. If you find any of this interesting or you want more episodes, if you want to do like a Q&A regarding these topics, I obviously would be happy to. So let's do that now that I got kind of my piece out. And like related to this or anything else, I want to do more Q&A episodes, questions about anything. And we can also do nutrition style too. I'm just like with doing two podcasts a week, I want to open it up and have different style podcasts. So like we can do some that are similar to how straight up paleo episodes used to be with like specific health cases. If you want me to answer those and how I go about it, whatever you guys want, send them in, but also about this topic, if you find it interesting. So you can send in any questions you have or just like comments or like anything you want me to touch on. 
to podcast at christinariceswellness.com. And you can also submit it on the Facebook page. That's a really great way. Whenever I'm doing Q&A episodes, I always like to ask in there because then they're all in one place. So join the Facebook page. It is Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Woohoo! Tribe. And you can post things in there and I will I will see it. Hopefully. <laughs> no, I'll see it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you made it through this whole situation, I love hanging out with you. Hopefully you're not sick of me. Don't worry. I'll be back next episode with a normal episode and interview. And also, as I'm making this transition to more episodes, I would love your feedback. What type, what type you love. If you like a mix of both, if you like Q&As, if you like me rambling about topics, if you like interviews best, I'm really curious what you guys enjoy. So keep me updated. That's going to be it for this week. Thanks for listening in. This is the Instagram, YouTube, Influencer World, State of the Union. Basically, in some, there's some shady shit going on and no one has their shit together. I'm really glad that my podcast is explicit. So, (laughs) that's going to be it. I hope you guys know you can always count on me to be brutally honest with you. That is my purpose here. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day. Give yourself a pat on the back. Hug yourself. Know that I'm rooting for you and you're awesome. Even if you feel like you're failing, you're not. You're awesome. Just keep going. Keep fighting. I believe in you. You've literally, you've got this. Even when you feel like you don't have it. You've got it. Just keep going. This is life. This is life. Okay. Hopefully that motivated you. You're the best. I will talk to you again next episode. Bye.